There we go. All right. So welcome back to another amazing conversation with uh, an AmeriCorps alumni here on AmeriCorps Connections. I'm super excited to have with us Jason Rose, um, who's going to reflect on his service year in NCCC. Um, but before we get started, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I'm Nikki Fiaco, and I'm the founder of AmeriCorps Connections. And this is where we get to have conversations with AmeriCorps alumni and reflect on their service year and then really find out what they're up to now and find points of contact and, you know, resources and professional development that we can maybe, you know, help each other along the way. Um, this is really my vision on um, engaging with AmeriCorps alumni and wanting to just learn about how the program um impacted them and then figure out where everybody is. There's more than a million of us out there. So um, let's get us all on a map and figure out where we are. We've already been international. We did a we did an interview in Germany, so that was pretty cool. Um, but today we are um, in Boise, Idaho. That is so cool. Um, but, and also before we get started, shout out to Dan Manavir, who helps me with some of the backend stuff to make sure that this podcast gets on all the platforms, Spotify, uh, iTunes, and all the other places that you can listen. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, I'm supposed to say like, like the podcast, comment on it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, that all actually makes a difference. It helps with the algorithms. Um, so do all the things that actually really matters. So all right, let's just jump into it. Jason, you served as an NCCC member um, and you served in 2011, 2012, which is the same year that I served. Um, and you were in class 18. We have quite a few NCCCers that have come on the podcast. So I'm super excited to hear about your story. Uh, so let's just dive into it. Like, sure. how'd you learn about the service? Why'd you do it? And you came out unscathed. So that's cool. Yeah, survived it. I think survived there was something sure. about firefighting too, right? Like, let's just go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, do you want me to start with, no, I'll, I'll end with firefighting. That's going to happen. Okay. The service you ended. But um, yeah, so I started uh, looking at different options after college. I knew I wanted to do some kind of a service year. Um, didn't really want to jump into the job market and um, was, yeah, was interested in a variety of things. I looked at... Um, looked at Peace Corps, looked at a, lot, a few different volunteer opportunities and um, yeah, just did a ton of research, honestly, and came across AmeriCorps. Um, and Triple C was the program that I most like connected with. I liked the the idea of doing different projects and especially being connected to the outdoors a little bit more. Um, so yeah, went through the application process my senior year um, of college and um Cross my fingers for Denver or Sacramento, because those were two of the, the host cities at the time, got Denver. Um, and so, yeah, I was stationed out of Denver for um, 2011 into 2012. Um, it was, it was, it was a, a great and, and challenging and everything kind of experience. Uh, you know, I think it, I, I would always recommend it for somebody like coming right out of college, especially if you don't know what you're doing or what you want to do. Um, and that was one of the one of the cool things about it. I mean, we did work ranging from, you know, working with Habitat for Humanity to doing taxes to to um, fighting wildfires to digging trails, you know, um, so like a super wide variety of experiences. Um, and. And it was, yeah, it was just a really intense and, and, and good and big sort of experience. Um, I want to, I just want to ask a quick question because you said yeah. that you did a lot of research on it, which is completely mm -hmm. the opposite experience that I had where somebody was like, this looks like something you'd be interested in. I thought I was applying for a job. So, you know, yeah. a week and a half into my pre-service training, I was like, okay, this is, this is different. This is not just a job. Yeah. Um, but you said that you're, you learned about it in, in college. Was there actually like a, was there like a college fair or how did you find out about no, it? No, I just, I just found it online. Honestly, really? I think I was, I was in a place where I was, I was looking for like kind of the next thing to do the next big thing. I, like I said, I didn't want to jump into the job market. I, I knew I wanted to do um, something active something outside of the midwest i grew up in the midwest and okay. wanted to try to experience some new stuff um and so yeah the, the the only 
thing I was aware of um, was something like a Peace Corps um, or teaching abroad or something like that. You know, there's all these okay. different paths people take. Um, Peace Corps, it, it felt like a, a pretty big commitment that, that I wasn't ready for at the time. And I know, I think they've changed a lot of how they organize and, and everything. Um, but knew I wanted to stay stateside, but I knew I wanted to like do something service related and something not Midwestern. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I just did a bunch of research online um, and found kind of connected through, if you like AmeriCorps, you might, or if you like Peace Corps, you might be interested in these kind of things. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. And came across like Vista and all the different programs, but yeah. And Triple C just like felt really uh, like right up my alley. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I, think it was it was it was great um and what do you want me to do you want, I can just go yeah well I was gonna say that. so what I've heard about NCCC stories and I'm so happy that I started this podcast because now I'm really starting to understand this the different spectrums and the different paths that people take you know being an NCCC member is so different than being a TFA member which is so different than being a VISTA member it's all so different, but it's so cool that it's still the same stream of AmeriCorps. But from my understanding is you get, you apply for NCCC, you get accepted, and then you just go and you're gone for a year and you're living with people that you don't know. And so did, was that your experience? Did you just pack up and go like, I guess I'm going to Denver? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It was. Um, Yeah. And like, okay. So something that you had said before that kind of Yes, and this thought about about the different streams and the different uh, yeah. organizations, like working for government now, it's interesting to see mm-hmm. the organizational side of things, like how many different pockets there are in organizations. And um, I mean, even on our campus alone, there were like so many people to manage and so many teams and so much um, like structure to it, which I found really, really kind of great. I, I um, you know, the leadership there was really good. Um, there was you know, clear lines of communication and expectation and all these things. It was very structured. It was very, um, uh, there was a lot of guidance, right? Whereas it, it kind of feels like um, maybe a Vista, there, there's more of a, a, like a longer term job experience or you, there's a little more flexibility. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, it was very much like you, you show up, you pack a bag um, and, and you go. So I did that. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I had just graduated college. I was living in my dad's couch in Kansas and uh and he just dropped me off at the airport and there I was um with a bag and and not much else um and so yeah you know it was one of those moments where you're at the airport and uh and I had spent my college years kind of I went to two different colleges and so like meeting new people was normal but it's never you know it's always nerve-wracking Um, so you're at the airport and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be spending the next year with these folks. And like, you're just hanging out. It was really intense experience. Um, and this was before you're kind of sorted into your different teams. And so, um, yeah, once we got to campus, there's a, a couple weeks. Um, and now it's like, it's been like 10 years. So I'm probably off on the, you know, the timelines, but, yeah. uh, you know, a few weeks of training and, um, like onboarding and sorting into different, uh, different teams and getting to know people and, um, and getting your equipment ready and things like that because we had um you know like teams within larger units and these units would go off to all these different places and so there was like kind of this buzz of activity especially before we went out on like a, on a project where mm-hmm. like you know one team is going down to texas to work you know in the mountainous areas of texas and one team is going to uh, new mexico to do some work there like all these we're, we're kind of like we congregate in denver wow do our training and then we all scatter. Um, and ours, so ours was the Southwest region. So we did Colorado and then everything kind of South and, and generally West of there. Um, so my first project was uh, Oklahoma City. We worked with Habitat for Humanity in Oklahoma City. We stayed um, in, and I, that's another interesting point is kind of the housing is, um, you know, we stayed in this kind of apartment complex um, in the middle of, of, uh, just outside actually of Oklahoma city. And we would work on various houses and, um, kind of do whatever they needed us to do. Um, sometimes the work was, um, you know, at some of the habitat stores, like the, the restores. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like getting ingrained into the habitat for humanity infrastructure mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and it was cool to see all that, you know, um, yeah. cool to see these, uh, organizations operated and, um, and generally the way it works is that 
organization applies for AmeriCorps members. We show up, we do the work. Um, and uh, yeah, and it, and it was, you know, it was, it was the, 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 first, the first project was just super interesting because it is the first time out. Um, we, uh, we had, you know, vans, we call them govies, government vans that we took out and uh, everyone's wearing like uncomfortable khakis and gray t-shirts, right? Um, and yep. like, you know, the, the boots that you get issued. Um, and so it was like this, uh, this experience of like, everyone's kind of in, you know, we're all wearing the same thing. We're wearing the same uniform. We're all just doing the same work. And yeah. um, uh, it was kind of nice to be part of that bigger uh, effort. Um, so yeah, so Oklahoma I, City was the first one. I hear in, um, in NCCC too, there can be some like, so my time as a, a director of an AmeriCorps program for Volunteer Maryland, we, we would use uh, AmeriLanguage. And so in NCCC, I think that there's like AmeriDrama that happens. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe sure. you were apart from sure. it, but I mean, certainly you not. 20 something year olds together and they're together for a year I can imagine there were some just funny things where you're like seriously can we just like get on from there come on give us throw us a bone what's one one funny story that you can remember oh my gosh there was a lot there's so many (laughs) I feel so on the spot right now Um, oh well you can think about it and then we'll come back okay yeah if you can let me come back to it I'll yes absolutely our conversation will generate some memories here yes Um, yeah so you it's started. A good, it's off, a good question. It's, it's a good such question. A good and question. You're not, you're fact, not wrong. In fact, maybe one of the things we can do on this podcast is pull together a panel of NCCC and see if we can play a game of one up. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> And, but I think that's part of like the the character building in NCCC, especially as young adults, right? Like you got to you got to solve problems and you have to solve problems together. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go serve and you have to serve your community. You have to show up. Right. You can't just yeah. like have yeah. a bad night because somebody was being a butthole or something right. and then just like not be able to show up for service. So there's so much there's so many lessons in that as well. Um it's the intangible or the soft skills that we learn during our service year. Um, yeah. And I would yeah. say too, you know, obviously like the, the working as a team is, is, is critical. And then like, I, I feel like we gain so much from the experience just on a personal level, right? There's the going to amazing places, um, doing new work that you've never done before, making connections, but there are like those social skills, right? Like you'll, yeah. we lived in a, in Denver, we were on a, an old college campus and living in a dorm, uh, a couple different dorms. And so like, yeah, crammed in the same space, sharing space. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was the experience for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So you started with Habitat for Humanity. You also mentioned that you did um, maybe some tax preparation and stuff. Um, but I, I do want to like, when we were chatting Quite some time ago, folks, it takes me a long time. I talk to people and then months pass and then I'm like, we got to get you recorded. Um, But I think I remember you were talking about how it's very funny when you can have a conversation with somebody and you're like, oh, yeah, I was out fighting fires. And people are like, I'm sorry, (laughs) what are you talking about? So let's just jump in there. And and what was your experience with that? Um, Yeah, so. It is. A, it's such a funny thing. Uh, as because I feel like as you progress, especially like through your career and things, you know, you, you find various things that you relate with people on. And and so like this one year of my life, I have twenty different random things, and I'm like, oh yeah, I did that one time. And and it does get to the point where people are like, no, like you can't have done firefighting and like taxes and <laughs> right helped build houses. Like what? This is your life. Um, and it certainly is, yeah, it gives you like uh, all these experiences to talk about, right? Um, so I've had that over and over again. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point now where like, you know, some of the stuff drops off my resume, but it was interesting for a while because it was like this huge block of random things um, that I could speak to. And so tell us about the fighting fires, oh, the like fighting get fires. into it. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into it. Well, that was the last, so that was the last, uh, the last summer. Um, so I'll do that. And then, and then we can kind of fill in the gaps. Yep. The tax prep wasn't, you know, it was interesting. It was actually, yeah. very, you know, 
but it wasn't fighting fires. Um, we well, worked also, with the uh, the thing. I sorry to interrupt, but the thing I understand okay. with with uh, tax preparation is um, you're working with individuals that are coming from all different places, and I think that it's the exposure to to folks who are in totally different situations than self. And I think that that I think that that in and of itself is is so amazing for um, you know young twenty year olds to be exposed yeah. to and. And then to like feel empowered to like, well, I can help people do taxes. Like seriously, do you, yeah. I haven't even done my taxes for 2022 yet. So, uh... <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I did my own for a while and I think now I'm like, I just appreciate that other people do them having done them. Like, and we were doing, you know, we weren't doing like really complex taxes. We were doing uh, uh, kind of the basic stuff, but um, we, I mean, there, we went through like a, a pretty intense training. Um, we worked with, uh, tax help LLC in Denver, I believe is what it was called. Um, yeah. So we went through this whole training process and it was, um, geared toward folks like low income folks that couldn't pay for tax prep otherwise. Uh, mm-hmm. so like that, it was good for the community in that way. Um, and, and just to like, you know, it, it's the, the, the interpersonal interaction skills required when somebody's like, here's my you know, private tax information. Yes. And then you not only want to like reassure them that you know what you're doing, but that, you know, like we'll figure this out. Like, it, it, you know, it, taxes are intense. Taxes get really, um, yeah, it, it can, it can lead to like some, they're, they're very personal. Um, yeah. And so that was, I mean, a wildly different experience than, you know, putting siding on a house or, you know, using a chainsaw, but it was all part of it. Um, and, and so, yeah, that was our second term, uh, local in Denver. And um, it was, you know, it was kind of nice. It was nice to be able to stay in Denver because, you know, that we had the dorm and, um, yeah. you know, there was a bar across the street that we used to go to. Um, and, uh, and so that was like, yeah, a very different experience. But then uh, moving into the, the spring of, of 12, 2012, um, we were in Arizona. So this was not the firefighting yet, but this was in uh, Arizona. We, it was like a two-part project. Um, we spent the first part in Flag, um, just outside mm-hmm. of Flagstaff. Um, we stayed in the, oh man, I always butcher the name of this location. Um, but we stayed in a, a, a state a, a national monument. Um, and so like getting to live like in, you know, kind of we, we were we were camping um was it the um i think you said um mary heritage some heritage farm mary so that that was that was um that was in tucson that was in oh, tucson okay. that okay. was i have so we were at notes. walnut canyon it was okay. in the walnut canyon national monument is what it was um and so that was the the you know that was part of the first part of the trip um and and I might be flipping these. I don't know. Um, That's okay. Anyway, We're not a either way, we found ourselves podcast. Appreciate that. <laughs> we found ourselves in Flagstaff at some point, um, and so we stayed uh, just, you know, literally like in, in the trees um, in the Walnut Canyon National Monument. Um, That's so cool. It was great. You know, I slept in a hammock, um, and you know, we had. I mean, we were camping. We were, um, you know, doing doing the whole thing. Um, it, it was it was awesome. Uh, we happen. I, I was. I ran cross country and track in college, and I kept running kind of throughout my experience. And so we happened to be like right next to the Arizona Trail. Um, so I got to go on some like trail runs on one of the coolest trails in the nation because we randomly were camping next door. Um, but that experience in particular was interesting because it was like there's a lot of variety um, in in that project. We um, we worked at the monument itself. And there's, you know, there's like a visitor center and really built out um, trails and things like that. So we would do a lot of trail work and um, kind of maintenance type work around the area. Um, but then on occasion, we'd go out to, um, I think it was like east of Flag uh, in the in the true desert, like away from from where, like in an area that not many human beings had ever stepped. Um, it was, you know, protected land um, and you know, we'd go out and either be preparing um, roads so, so to make them passable. Um, at one point, we spent some time like rigging up 
this uh, pulley system, like from the top of a cliff to the base to, so that um, like a scientific expedition could pulley their equipment up to the top and do archaeological studies. Uh, wow. And so we were the folks that like set it up. And it was wild because, you know, this required us to drive out for like two hours into the into the middle of nowhere um, and and be on, you know, ground where they were like, hey, you might see like an arrowhead and like, don't touch it. Don't bring it with you. Um, oh. oh, that's intense. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, you have to have areas. so much self-control. <laughs> yeah. And Maybe like, just this rock. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was very respectful, uh, yes. but they were like, yeah, you're going to get haunted if you, if you do something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The That's ancestors legit. are going to get you. They're going to get you. Um, um, when you were talking yeah. about the rigging system, it made me think about um, my interview with Craig, Craig, and I, I'm sorry, Craig, I can't remember your last name, but he was NCCC and he was repairing waterfalls. So similar to like that, so, similar, I say, but like that rigging of doing the thing y'all are doing some crazy stuff out there with it like what waterfall repair like that's crazy yeah that's wild i need to check I know, that episode it? out i haven't listened to that yeah. one yet it was i don't it's a, nice I don't job, know it's a yeah I'll, I'll link it so it's cool so i can put like a a video that people might be interested in so i can like put nice. his on this one yes i'm savvy like that like it. that's I as like far that's as far as it goes all right sorry <laughs> i went on a total tangent so um so you guys rigged up these things so people could go in and do some artifacts that's mm -hmm. so how quiet was it out there like when you said you slept Very. in a hammock i was like that's really cool but then i'm like but what about the bugs and you're in the desert and i think bugs are really big in the desert um possibly so this was you know northern arizona um and it was cold it was like it was oh. like you know early early in the year. Um, mm. And, you know, occasionally there was, I, so when I say I slept in a hammock, you know, I, sometimes I'd have to go to the van or, you know, we had tents too, like, you know, sleeping in a tent okay. is also acceptable. It was cold. Um, so yeah, there was, there was not a lot of bug activity um, where we were, but um, it was beautiful. It was quiet for sure. Um, the, 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 uh, the monument is like kind of close to Flagstaff. It's south of the highway. Um, and so there was, you're far enough away that it feels pretty remote. Um, but when we'd go out to these, uh, more remote places, like no one's out there. Um, it's you know, incredibly quiet. Crazy. There's not, a, not, a, there wasn't a lot of vegetation. There was just a lot of open openness. Um, what about the stars? Were they just like, what? yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, yeah. So the stars were great at the campsite. Um, we went down to um, the Grand Canyon at one point on a, on a weekend trip and got to go to the Grand Canyon and hike around there. Uh, and this, you know, it was just like the stuff you see is amazing. Um, and yeah, just total, like there's a, there's just a lot of solitude. We in that project, we worked with, um, state parks and, uh, mm -hmm. the national park service. Um, so we got to work with people that were, you know, park rangers and this was the kind of work they did, um, year round and then that was that was another interesting thing is like as a as a recent college grad trying to have some new experiences and figure out what I'm going to do with my life like you're interacting with a lot of people that yeah are in doing a lot of random different things with people that have a tax help you know company or people that work in the nonprofit sector people that work for the park system um so a lot of this kind of piqued my interest in doing some work like this um kind of staying involved in like doing something similar um and and so that that was the first segment of uh of being in arizona uh and then we went to uh, morena which is right outside of tucson and so we uh worked on a heritage farm um mm -hmm. and we we, we we farmed we were you know pulling carrots and weeding and um you know digging for water lines and um, it was a, oh. a relatively small space, um, but it was there was like a lot that they were doing. Uh, it was yeah, it was really interesting. In in um, in that project, we stayed sort of this off the grid segment of houses. Um, you know, no electricity. It was all um, concrete. Uh, they had a gray water system for showers, and you know we 
went to the bathroom in a bucket and fertilized it and the whole thing. I mean, it was a very like off the grid, self-sustaining community. Um, and it, again, it was like, there were like maybe a cluster of five to 10 houses um, that we, that we stayed at and, and, you know, people lived there full time. I mean, that's their, their home and that's their yeah. livelihood and their lifestyle. So it was interesting to be around um, people that were doing that, you know, mm-hmm. um, having come from the Midwest, I, I am from a small town, but it's certainly not farming. Um, I was, yeah. I was never a farmer at all. And so i um, seeing people that like lived either, either working on the farm that we worked at or that were like, you know, doing, uh, doing their own thing sort of off the grid it was really interesting and then we got to know some of those oh I was just gonna say I like what you said about like getting introduced to so many different facets so many different people so many different organizations and I that is honestly you know when I reflect on my service year what it really taught me was the power of connection and network and I know like networking is kind of like a passe word but you know, the powers of nurturing relationships and connections and um, and leveraging them, but not in a superficial way, in a very, um, you know, but but a very thoughtful way of like following up. And, and that's also one of the reasons for this podcast is like, I've interviewed 25, 30 people now, and I feel like I just gained like 30 new friends, right? Like I can literally talk to somebody and be like, oh, there's so-and-so out in Idaho that's doing these things. And I don't know, he gave me an awesome communications plan and I'm going to <laughs> use that for my organization, you know, right on. like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's so, it's so great. And, and, you know, far and beyond the service and the, um, you know, the, the altruistic part of like building communities and stuff like that. What we learn as far as com- uh, uh, connecting is, is, is so powerful. And you can, and one of the things I always say, and then I'll go back to your story, but one of the things that we all have to understand is that like you bring your social capital and your network with you, no matter what you do, no matter what job you're in, no matter what your status is, if you can nurture those relationships, um, that's what people are interested in. You know, your skills, you can always build skills, but you know, you bring your, your network with you and that's golden. Um, yeah, I, I was like jotting down notes before, um, oh, good. We, you found we recorded. Um, yeah. Well, and I, that's actually like something I wrote down was like um, mm. it when I when I was in high school, college, I, I kind of felt uh, I don't know. It was hard to find a place. Right. Like, I, I think a lot of people feel that way when you're younger. Um, but like the the programs that we were in, I think, attract like very like minded people. Um, and that kind of becomes yeah that network. And I think there's like there's like a language that's established around that. And then, then, and then there's, there's like a culture around that. Like even now when we're doing this alumni stuff, there is a culture around what experiences mm-hmm. we had. And um, yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then do you stay in touch with any of your entropocers? Um, Gosh, it's been a while. I did for a bit. Um, yeah, I did for a bit. Uh, I feel like we've kind of drifted, but like, there's a few, a few folks that, uh, I, I feel like, um, I could just call up and, and we could pick up like it was nothing to be honest yeah. with you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person of like few deep friendships and that's kind yes. of how, like, I found a lot of people in AmeriCorps that are kind of like that. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so I, I haven't, but I could slash should. Yeah. Well, we don't want to ever shit on ourselves. That's right. That is, stop, <laughs> that is stop, a, stop shitting all over. Stop shitting on yourself. Um, okay. Firefighting and then what you're up to now. Okay. Um, so uh, firefighting, we went to, this was the last, this was our summer, summer 2012. Um, we were in Colorado Springs. And so within NCCC, there is, um, or at least there was, I know that, you know, they've kind of reformed some of this. Um, outdoor work but at the time there was um, like a firefighting thing you like you had to try out for Um, and so we did you know tryouts like over the summer um, in Golden Colorado we walked around a track with a pack on and you know did all this fitness stuff Um, and so like it was it was kind of like a different track 
to be on. Mm -hmm. um, and so that group, we went to um, yeah, Colorado Springs. We worked with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office. And so we stayed downtown Colorado, we, uh, or Colorado Springs. We stayed in, um, um, I'm forgetting the, the phrase, but it was, uh, it was a, I think, a work release um, prison um, in like bunks. And, um, and then we just would walk down the street to the sheriff's department. Um, and so with that, it was, you know, they just needed people to go and, and mitigate fuel is what we, uh, what, what it's called. It's, it's, yeah, taking chainsaws out into uh, the forest and chopping down trees and then throwing them into a chipper. And mm -hmm. kind of, so we did that. That was the, the bulk of our work. Um, and we did that in the Black Forest, which is like just east, northeast, maybe of Colorado Springs. Um, spent a lot of time out there. And when you ask about like remote areas, you know, it's, it's in, you know, I mean, it's right outside of the city, but it's a, it's a pretty large area and yeah. it is, you know, you're back in, you're back in the trees. Um, but we got called out on a few fires. Um, one of them was a, like a smoldering campfire. It, was, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to be, to behold, but I mean, you know, it certainly could have turned into that. Yeah. So, um, so we had gone through, you know, this training with, uh, with these guys and, um, and you know, you treat every potential incident as a, as an incident. Um, and some of that training, including included, like we got our red cards, which is for, um, for chainsaw work. Um, we, you know, we, we had, a instead of our, our govy, the, instead of the government van, we had trucks, all of our equipment, like ready to go. Fancy. We kind of had our, our go bags and all that. Um, we got called out to a separate fire, which ended up, we ended up getting called back for, we kind of staged for a while with a bunch of other crews uh, because in a big fire like that, you know, they're calling in multiple resources. Um, but then we got called to the, uh, what, what became the Waldo Canyon fire, which um, yeah, summer 2012 in Colorado, I think at the time it was the most destructive fire to hit the state or something along those lines. It was a wow. big, it was a big one. So we were among the first responders there um, and it was intense. I mean, you know, you, you knew going in that like you could get called out for uh, at any time. Um, but there it is. Like when it happens, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and so like your stuff's always ready, but you know, we got the call, we jumped in the truck and we went out. And then from then on, it was, you know, a day and a half maybe of like, just, go like nonstop. So we, um, mm. when we got there, we, uh, we, you know, we kind of staged with everyone else. Like we, th that's the other, one of the other interesting things about that experience was like, you are on, essentially on staff. Like you're with these other groups, you're, you know, it wasn't necessary. We, I didn't feel like they, they were like, Oh, there's, there's the kids over there doing the, yeah. doing the small work. Like we were actually out there doing it. Um, so we would kind of stage with, um, with the dispatchers and, and, you know, went through the whole, like they're analyzing the fire and the wind patterns and um, all of these things that we were trained on. You're, you're trained to look at weather and, and, and how, um, you know, wind affects things and how fire breaks can affect things. And then, yeah, we hiked up uh, into it. Um, and in, in this particular case, like it, it was a moving one. And so your, I think we, your volume just shifted. Can you hear me now? I can stay close to your computer. <laughs> oh, I'm, I just get excited. I'm rolling, <laughs> I know, <laughs> rolling around on my chair. And I'll stay close. Um, so uh, yeah, so we hiked up into um, into the forest, and and you know the mitigation technique for fire is you know you're not spraying water. It's wildland fires. You cut lines, so you're you're digging out fire lines um, with a variety of tools that you've also hiked with up into uh, into the woods. Um, you know, Pulaski's and, and shovels and, you know, back, like all kinds of things. Um, and that, and that was also part of your training, right? Like, so we spent uh, quite a, quite a bit of time, like as a, as a group trying to quickly dig a fire mm. line. And so mm -hmm. we had instructors that were like, you got to speed up or you got to do this or this, it's got to be this deep or this wide or whatever. Um, Cause you're trying not to let the fire jump. Um, yeah and you're trying to contain it, right? Um, and so that's what we were we were doing. We were, you know, we, we went to a few different locations, dug some fire line. Um, one of the most like intense things that I re remember was like at night in the middle of our, fir our, our first night. And I think that was, ended up being our only night there. Um, we went up and we were hiking like kind of in the embers and like the fire had gone, but you're still seeing 
Yeah. It's glowing. You're, you're hiking in the dark and the trees are glowing. Like it was crazy. Um, and yeah, that first night we, we camped out on a volleyball court, like a random sand volleyball court that we found in the middle of a neighborhood. And, um, and then we, and then we headed back, uh, I think about a day and a half, we got relieved out. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a, a wild fire. It was, you know, it's, um, I, I feel like this podcast and your experience and your reflection is so timely because we've seen so many wildfires and, um, I grew up in Southern California, so I've had, I've had to evacuate a couple times. Um, there was actually even a time where we saw the flames coming over a hill and we really thought that we were going to come home to nothing. Um, luckily, you know, whoever the firefighters, you know, stopped it. But I think that like, when you were just reflecting on, on the night and the embers, like that is, that's so surreal. And what's crazy is that we could go to Instagram right now and we could see somebody from Maui that had that experience and, you know, and, um, it's, I, I feel like if people are listening to this and you're here and, um, you're interested in NCCC and you're interested in, you know, helping neighborhoods and helping, um, our communities, this is something that can actually really make a difference. And you have, you're building out skills, you're getting those certificates and you're able to reflect on like, wow, that's what I did. Um, I don't know. I was just, as you were telling the story, I was just thinking about how many wildfires we have seen that have happened over the past, like just a year. It's incredible. Right. Um, yeah. And that, that was actually, that was something that I found like, we, we were talking earlier about like like-minded people and there's a lot of like very climate and environmental um, m- mentality, like an awareness with the, the, with the group that I was with at least that, that seemed, that was a really, that was a driving factor for a lot of us that were there. Um, and, you know, I, and it, that's one of the priorities I think, you know, with, um, with, with some of the work that AmeriCorps is doing. So I'm, you know, it's, it's just great that we have those programs that can yeah. do that work. And I, so since, since I left, um, since our class left, you know, they started the FEMA Corps, which is kind of baked into the traditional AmeriCorps experience. And I think I saw something like the, the forest Corps is like another new one. And so, Climate Corps. I mean, yeah, like there's some really, there's, they're building this stuff out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was, uh, it was quite the experience, no doubt. Um, I, we actually, one of the, one of the last things we did on that fire, you mentioned kind of the fire creeping over. We, um, we were stationed at a, at a house on somebody's porch and we were, we had to like, you know, binoculars at night, like make sure that the fire didn't mm. crest over. Um, so yeah, digging, watching. Um, That's amazing. It was, it was. Yeah. And the, I mean, it was so the community around Colorado Springs, like it was, it was, um, it was intense. You know, it was, it was, it was really like a supportive place. Um, they, they kind of knew what we were doing. We, um, we had a deal with, I forgot if it was Panera or I think it might've been a Panera, but uh, we would get like this huge bag of day old bagels. So we had this like, every day, just had a trash bag full of bagels that we could, you know, carbohydrates. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. th- those simple carbs, they'll, they'll get you through. Yeah. They definitely so if will. Anyone out there wants to give extra food to AmeriCorps members, please yes. do. Um, yeah. We also, there's like a buffet in town and I'm, I, I, rem- I, I looked up the name the other day and I'm forgetting it, but it's kind of a local buffet. I think there's two of them in Colorado Springs. And so they were like, um, you know, we went and ate there all the time and that's um, cool you know, a lot of open doors, essentially a lot of like, yeah. a lot of support for what we were doing. So it's not just, you know, the, the sheriff's department funding and, and bringing this group in, it's like the community around it. That's also doing mm-hmm. things to support the, the, the work that they're doing. So that's amazing. I love that. I, I haven't heard that part of, um, of, of NCCC experience that that would be super, you know, and, and, and it, it also like helps folks think about like if you go through NCCC and you have that experience it it helps folks think about like how they can give back I mean just you know making a bag lunch and bringing it down to 20 NCCCers and being like hey you know I made some cookies for you guys I don't know if you're interested Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know um 
Yeah. We were interested. Yeah. You were interested. Absolutely. So how do you think that this experience with NCCC brought you to what you're doing now and what has kind of stuck with you? It's a great question. Um, sure. I have a long-winded answer. I'll try not to be super. That's okay. We, we're um, long-winded on this podcast. Excellent. Perfect. We've had so many experiences, right? Um, <laughs> so after I graduated, like I, I, graduated AmeriCorps, um, you know, knew I wanted to continue in this vein of something public service related. Mm -hmm. Um, I also was a writing major in college and wanted to do that. So like I ended up, long story short, I ended up working at, um, University of Nebraska in Omaha for a little bit, um, doing some work there, working on my master's. And then, uh, just kind of got the itch to go back to public service, um, and be doing something in the public sector. Uh, but I mean, the university is, is great for that, but like something, um, I don't know, a little bit more like in the community maybe and, and kind of yeah. connected to projects type work. So I, I, I work in public transit now. Um, and that's what I started doing in, in Nebraska for, I did that for about six years. Um, and I think, so like when I was in Denver, when we lived on campus, that was the first, I think it was the first time I'd ever taken public transportation was, was in Denver where there was a bus stop right in front of the campus. Um, and we took the bus a couple of times to get down to the light rail because the light rail connected us downtown. So, you know, weekends, sometimes we'd go jump on the light rail, head downtown, go out. Um, and that was my first public transit experience. And um, it was great and convenient. Um, we didn't have any vehicles. Uh, most people didn't have vehicles on campus. I certainly didn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it just like opened up a lot of doors. Um, and like, that was, that was kind of my entrance into that. Um, fast forward to when I'm looking for like a public sector career happens, you know, the, the, I happen to find an opening in public transit and get connected in there. Um, and so it was kind of a combination of, um, I, I'm the communications director right now at Valley Regional Transit, um, which I'm in Boise. Our headquarters is in Meridian, which is right outside of Boise. Um, but it's kind of the connection of that work of like the communications writing type work I was doing in college, sort of married with the public sector um, service uh, of being in the public transit sector. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the path. It's a bit random as these things are, right? Um but I think uh, I think it was like the the connection to like service to public mm -hmm. service. Um, it was the yeah the public transit and specifically, um, and and one of the things that I did after um, before I started working in Nebraska, I actually was in Detroit for a year, and um, it was a kind of a similar vein of, of work. It was a nonprofit that brought people to the city partnered with um, companies and we would do a different project every Friday. Um, so, uh, you know, every month of a different organization in the city. Um, so it's kind of a, yeah, similar to NCCC in, in a lot of ways. Um, but like that was directly after AmeriCorps and like I started getting really interested in like the civic space and what we like, what our public assets are, right? Um, the, the, the spaces we design for people, um, how we prioritize communities and, and certain communities especially. And, um, and so like developing public space, um, the civic sector, like it all kind of like started brewing um, for me. And then, and then yeah, it, it moved right into public transit. And I think, um, you know, it could have been anything public sector for me, honestly, it, I landed in public transit, but it's all connected. You know, I have conversations with people uh, frequently about housing. And people are like, well, what does housing have to do with public transit? It has everything to do with it. I mean, it's, it's this is all how we develop our communities. And um, I hate to interrupt you. I Can you give me one second? Someone's at my door really, really I'll fast. Go. Yeah. Sorry about that. I wish I could just say yes to everybody. Like, yes, I need new windows. Yes, I need new siding. Oh, but I just Bless. can't. Bless. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, all right. So you were talking about housing and how that impacts um, transit. Yeah, um, I was, and I have updated information about 
wildland firefighting. I misspoke to how long we were there. I was just looking at my notes, if we want to address that at some point. Um, okay. But so I, I think I said we were there for a day and a half. We were there for four days, um, working 16 to 18 hour days. So that was the, crazy. the span of time. It probably felt like a day and a half or felt like a week. Yeah. Um, but I was, yeah, it's like I'm misremembering that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can imagine, though, when you're in those situations that it just it bleeds together. And when you're trying to yeah. remember it a decade later, um, I mean, I don't tricky. I can't even figure out on my resume. Literally, when I put my service year on there, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, oh, right. I don't understand. Like, yeah, what? Doesn't compute. And I, I think and, I have like, honest, I was going to say, honestly, you go, you go. I, if I if I had to think about the things that I did during my service year, I think I'd have to go back to Facebook or something and be like, what did I do? Like, I don't even know. Like there's a couple projects that stick out, but yes. it was just like this yeah. daily thing that we just did. I know it's wild. And now it's kind of in the catalog. I, so I yeah. actually did that to jog my memory. I was like, what, what, what were the yeah. pictures? And totally. Um, I feel like I have like a, like a three-year window of like three years ago. And then like kind of looking about three years in the future. And then outside of that, I'm, pretty blurry to be honest with you. I know um so let's bring this into in for a landing here um so you're with public transit and yeah. you kind of felt that call to go back to service and and you know I, I and I'm not gonna put words in your mouth obviously but I can imagine that there's this there's a uh, a personal connection with transit in communities and it brings people to places and when you don't have, when people don't have access to things, it really cuts them off from experiencing stuff. So would you say that maybe your experience with NCCC and AmeriCorps and just that proximity that you had to all these different experiences and exposure to so many different people that like you're coming at tr uh, public transit with a different perspective than somebody that maybe didn't have that experience? Yeah, I think so. I think it's fair to say that. Um... You know, uh, all those different experiences were connected by a thread, right? And and that part of that is how we got around, how we how we got oh, to these places, yeah. right? In the um, gubbies. In the gubbies, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we were, I mean, we were carpooling then. We were van pooling, and so that's that's not a single occupancy vehicle, which is what we're out here to fight against. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I think for me, a lot of it's like the connection to. The public space and like mm. the the public realm and what things are available to people at large um and uh you know that's that's we we talk about public transit is like kind of a connecting thread it's like a it's a way that like it connects people to life right like the, yes uh, it truly does like the way you get around connects you to the things you need um especially in this country especially in like not large cities with really substantial public transit um, the default is the car. And so if you don't have the car, you're left out. The conversation mm -hmm. that we have right now is like, this is, it provides you freedom to move. It provides you like with a, with an option, um, an additional option to get around. Um, and, you know, in more conservative areas or places that don't want to fund public transit, it's seen as like an encroachment on people like, Oh, don't take my funding because, you know, I want to preserve my right to a car. And re the reality is, is like, you know, promoting and, and using public transit, like it's, it's, it's expanding options. It's like, here's an additional opportunity mm -hmm. for you to get somewhere without needing, you know, somebody else drives you there. Um, and, and that's like a personal experience, but like at the community level, you know, if we can provide like really good transit corridors, then we can provide better housing and we can provide less reliance on parking and we have less parking lots. And then we have more parks and we have more things like, the, 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 when it boils down to it, you know, the early development of the country was, was, it yep. was built around people, right? Like we have these, these train lines, we have these streetcar lines from the late 1800s that were built for people and, and, and communities. And then we started building things for cars. And so now we're like, ah, we don't like this so much. What do we do? Um, so that's kind of the battle that we're in here. And in, in a lot of places around the country is, you know, how do we, with very limited funding, um, make an impact on, on, on our communities with, you know, better public transit. But um, yeah, that, I mean, certainly that's like AmeriCorps kind of what started me 
my experience and, and wanting to continue my experience in, in the public sector. And, um, you know, I think too, like, um, just like bringing aware, awareness to like awareness of like what organizations are involved in things. Um, what, you know, like we do a lot in the community. And so if we're building out a project and deciding like, what kind of outreach do we need to do? What kind of promotions do we need to do? What customer support do we need? It's knowing that like, well, nonprofits doing this kind of work and, and this is how you can like engage with them or, you know, there's different, you know, so I feel like um, C like was a lot of exposure to yeah. public sector, nonprofit sector, private sector that do this kind of work. And it's like stakeholder connections, right? It's like yes. building a network is what it is. It's networking um, with other organizations and, and knowing how to build a network around what we're trying to do collectively. Um, and yeah, it was invaluable, I think. And I, so one of the areas that I work in with my nine to fiver is in collective impact. And when we look yes. at like the collective impact, you have to have all those different stakeholders. And sometimes the community leader might not be somebody that's in like a high government position or something. It just might be somebody in the community that the community trusts. Yes. And so you need to bring that person into your collective impact to build to to gain their trust for them to go back into the community for them to for the rest of the community to buy into whatever it is that you're trying to to do for the community um and i feel like with americorps at least from my experience that was something that i learned like if like i did environmental um education in parks in Anne Arundel county and uh maryland and i I had to gain, like, it's so funny. I had to gain the trust of the maintenance folks in the parks to allow my volunteers to come in there mm -hmm. and do stuff because their experience was that volunteers come in and they make a bigger mess. And then I have to spend all day, Monday through Friday, cleaning up after them. So I actually had to build that trust with the maintenance yeah. folks to say, just give me a chance. I mean, I had six flags come in and rebuild decks and, um, fix uh playgrounds in one of our parks and i'll never forget the maintenance guy did not want this to happen he was like do not bring those people i do not want these volunteers it's going to be a headache after the project he's like when are they coming back can we give them the an award like i want to recognize them for the, all the amazing. amazing things that they did you know but it's i had to build his trust and i think that that's yeah. what you're talking about is like especially with public transportation and i don't know anything about public transportation but what i hear is like out here in Maryland, when they want to have like a new red line, purple line, green line, I don't know what they all mean. Um, they're like, no, not in my neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't know anything about it. So I don't know which side or the other, but uh, what I'm hearing from you is that like a transit organization needs to go in and build that trust within the community. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's identifying, you know, a variety of stakeholders. I mean, from neighborhoods, like we have neighborhoods that are like, no, we don't want a bus here because it lowers our property values or it's noisy or whatever. But then we also have members of that community that are like, I need transit to get to where I need to go. Yeah. Um, and then it's elected officials, right? It's, it's, it's how do you um, convey the benefit of what we're doing? Um, and how it benefits everyone, right? Like I have conversations all the time with people that are like, ah, I never take the bus and I, your buses are empty and all these things. And you're like, yeah, well, like you, you could if it was available to you. And even if it wasn't like, we're taking some cars off the road so you have a better time driving. You know, yeah. we're, it's less wear and tear on the, on the roads. It's a uh, better building of, we're sprawling less. Like in Boise and in the Treasure Valley, like we have amazing public lands um and that we're like creeping up against it so it's like let's help mm. preserve sprawl let's let's hold That's back so sprawl and not dig into our public lands uh because we need to provide more housing let's build up maybe let's not have all this stuff spread out um and so to me and, and i'm glad you brought up collective impact because that's that's i think that was the mindset that i helped develop it, that, mm. that americorps kind of helped me look at because Love it is that. it did look at all these connections right it's it's taxes but like we're a government, we're, we're a separate, we're not a tax, but we're going to show up and like help with that. But we also see how taxes can affect somebody's health outcomes and how health outcomes can, and like public transit's a, a big part of that. We, we, we work with a lot of collective impact organizations and um, there have been a lot of case studies around the country that, you know, they, they look at like what, what factors 
contribute to, to negative health, health outcomes and zip code. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think Cleveland maybe did a project where they were like, okay, we're going to put everything on a card, transit pass, um, you know, your, your um, like snap benefits, every like, cause it's all connected. Mm. Um, and if people can't get to and from a hospital in a reliable way, that's going to impact their lives. Um, so that's, uh, so for me, it is, it's like public transit, public transit's a means to an end though. It's not a bus for the, for a bus's sake. It's I'm trying to get to a destination. Our riders are trying to get to a destination. Um, how do we make that the best for them? Right. Um, and, and it's just a, it's a threat. It's a connection point. It's like moving, moving people to where they need to go. Um, and it's, yeah. I, I was just, I was thinking about the, just the through line here. I'm just going to wrap this up and then I'm going to ask you the big question that I always love to ask, but I love the through line that you just closed with about the public lands. Like, you know, we're reducing sprawl and we don't want to push up against or dig into our public lands. And so those starry nights with your NCCC experience and you being so, um, intimately engaged with like the forest fires burning like all of those things like you are a perfect um advocate for those public lands because like you were in them you slept on them you heard the coyotes at night you listened to the crickets like um and so for you to be able to be in a position where you are now where um you get to make these decisions very cool and i i, I you know i'm going to just say that like I can imagine that that experience with NCCC and being so close to the land and being such an advocate for like let's just get everybody on this bus so we have less cars and we're not digging into our public lands I mean I feel like I mean, I'm going to speak for you I just feel like it's a direct correlation where it's like I get it like I feel like you get it and like we all have a path and I feel like you were put in this position you had to have that experience to be put in this position to be able to say the things from a a, um, a transparent sort of place. Yeah, I mean, you said it better than I could, so I won't even try. But <laughs> yes, yeah, um, that's awesome. And, and yeah, you're right. There's the thread. There's that. Um, okay, so the one question I love to ask because um, it gives me ideas about like what to do next, and and I don't know. I'm just one person. I'm just trying to. I'm tired of people talking about the AmeriCorps alumni and then nothing happening. So I'm like, I'm just going to do interview one person at a time. And then maybe there'll be some kapow thing that happens. But what do you see? What would you love to see for this AmeriCorps network? Um, And beyond NCCC, right? There's, I love it. You guys have your thing. But like all of us, like Vista was started in the 1960s, right? Like, so uh, uh, actually NCCC is the baby of the programs. Like y'all are the youngest ones. Um, But there's, we're all sharing that same sort of AmeriCorps experience. What do you see regionally, nationally, locally? What would you love to see happen? We'll all ride buses. (laughs) All ride buses, yes. Um, Man, well, I, this is a great, amazing start. I I really like hearing stories, you know, um, and, and stories that I can like resonate with having gone through that experience and having now been out in the world. And you've interviewed so many people that have done, like continued the, continued that level of work, that type of work. Right. It's like, it's, uh, it's, it's really inspiring. You know, that's why I'm in it. That's I'm, I, I aspired to be a public servant, right. That's what I'm interested in and care about. Um, and, and a lot of people are doing that. And so like highlighting the stories, what you're doing is, is massive. Um, and I, and I, you know, the, the audience is building, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, right. I mean, you're getting more yeah. interacting. Um, We're in 11 countries. Amazing. Right. Um, and like, uh, so that, like that alone is a big deal. Um, I think that's one of the things I'm most interested in though. Yeah. Is, is like the, the stories, like I can imagine a, conference of some sort where we have panels and you know discussions and because I think like people that went through these programs at the same time like you you know you you uh and I graduated the same year right and now we're in these positions of like make of influence like I know for me I'm I'm way more inclined to hire an intern and give them a really good experience because I had a good experience in an intern-like capacity um 
because I know the importance of that, right? Like we work with the universities locally all the time and I'm like, oh, let's do this more because we can, we can get some benefit, but we're also getting, giving a benefit to that. Um, I don't know. So let's do a conference. Let's have some I, Oh my gosh. Okay. I love the idea of having a national conference for AmeriCorps alumni where everybody's invited and there's like a planner, planner, what do they call it? Planet, planet, plenary plenary whatever yeah the yeah. first thing is like well oh my god points of light should do this okay i'm gonna reach out to my points of light friends and I, we're gonna get started on this, this is exciting like, and it's just gonna be americorps alumni and we'll all come together for a plenary in the beginning and then we all go into our breakouts like n triple c go over here vista go over here teach for america over here city year over here love that whatever love that. state and national and then we all come together for lunch and then oh yeah, I would be interested too in um, in like other people that have gone through the experience, even if they weren't NCCC that are in working in the same space that I am, you know, so like oh, that's, AmeriCorps ooh. alum that are in public transit or, or local government or something like what are the experiences that we have? And part of that's like, because I'm curious and part of that's selfish because I'm like, if I'm going to take a break from work to go to a conference, I need to make it relevant and, yeah. you know, be able to. Well, you know, to your point, and I may or may not leave this in here, but like in Maryland right now, um, the um, president of the House of Delegates is a Teach for AmeriCorps, a Teach for America alumni. Sweet. Right. And, and then, um, yeah. And so like, that is like, we need to find that through line of where people are. Okay. So that'll be my next call to action yeah. of like the different sectors. I love yeah. that idea. And we could do yeah, panels. And, like, oh, panels. This is right. great. Public <laughs> transit panel, uh, housing panel, uh, collective impact. Like it could be fun. I love it. Well, this is awesome. I'm writing down a ton of ideas. Um, we should wrap cool. because we've been talking for like an hour. This is crazy. I'm oh, going to try gosh. to edit it. It's great. Whatever. And your kids awesome. are amazing. We haven't even heard from them. I know. One of them just walked out and didn't make a sound. I That's think they were amazing. Humming, maybe. But Yay. Um, okay. Good. Any last any la any last words you have for folks on anything? Um, I, I was just going through my notes. Okay. So one one more thing about my experience is like I, I was thinking about like the personal benefit. And um, you know, there's there's also this like level of like deep I said like deep care so like I went through um they, they had a counselor on staff um in Denver her name is Jamie oh and wow I okay. think she you know, I think she's doing private practice or something but I just had this amazing experience with her um because you know one thing leads to another you go to counseling it's good um and it was good to have that there um as a resource and I still have like a letter she wrote about me uh -huh. as it like it was it was like I was starting to kind of process my life and stuff um and I feel like that in the same way mm -hmm. that AmeriCorps kind of started me on this path toward public service I think that experience with her kind of started me on a on a path toward like you know mental health and well-being and things like that I um, love that so it wasn't just you know I'm showing up and doing the work it was like um you know there's a lot of resources for you know if, if somebody's struggling I would I had I went through some you know yeah, everyone struggles and, and needs that needs that help. Um, and yeah, it was great. Um, still, still impact. I still read it sometimes, and I'm like, oh man, that's still so relevant. So that's so my experience powerful. right now. So, so that's thanks, so Jamie, powerful. if you're out there and you're hearing. I, Thank you, Jamie. Big deal. Um, and I'll just say this last thing too is that like, so I'm a podcast addict. That is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. I started listening to podcasts before they were. Like I had to download the MP4 yeah. file. I could save it on my shuffle and I could only like save two and I go for like a long run. But so I just listened to a podcast um, on the Rich Roll podcast and he had the um, the Surgeon General for the United States and um, uh, Vivek, I forget his name, Vivek Murph, Murthy, I forget his name. Anyways, they he just announced that there is a loneliness epidemic happening with the United States and it's causing all kinds of mental health issues. And I cannot tell you how many times they said, guess what? Service and volunteerism is the, is the, is one of the key things that connects us to humanity and makes us feel better. Um, so I'm going to reach out to all my podcast idols and just say like, Hey, there's this program called AmeriCorps. Right. <laughs> 
Well, like, if you get in touch with Rich Roll, loop me into it. I was just listening to his podcast today. With uh... oh, he's he was one of my first that I just was like, oh, he's so good, so good. He's quite the platform, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's so smart too. The way he talks, I'm like, I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> How much do you have in your brain? Because I can't you know. comprehend what's up. Yeah. There, but... He's a Harvard grad, I think, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, we're going to close this out. Thank you all for listening in. And um, again, if you um, are enjoying this podcast, you're enjoying the um, content, subscribe, like, share, do all the things. Um, if you're interested in being interviewed and you're an AmeriCorps alum, reach out to me. And um, Jason, this was a great conversation and we'll be back next week with another AmeriCorps alum. Nice. So I peace plants. That's I, I can't do that. That's Rich Roll's thing. So I'll just say AmeriCorps out. <laughs> Thanks for having me. See ya. Yep. Yeah.